welcome back to Model Talk, guys. Yay, welcome back, guys. It's Nicole Nance. And Devin Blackerby. And we have a special guest today. Yes. <laughs> we have Maria with us. I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. And yeah. Okay. Hello, girls. I'm so excited cool. to be here. This is my first podcast ever, which is so excited to Yay. do <laughs> And in English, <laughs> which oh. is my second language, not my first one, but let's give it a try. So You're doing really good. So. <laughs> Thank you. I hope it's clear and my accent doesn't fool me. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. And thank you. Mm -hmm. I am Maria del Mar, which is a long name. Spanish, we have long names, which <laughs> sort of means like Mary of the Sea. <laughs> oh. And I'm a model, but also I'm an architect. I'm a model oh, wow. for almost eight years and an architect for four. One by choice, the other one by accident. I was pursuing my career and modeling just came in the way. And I went and have been able to manage both. Since uh, like two years ago, I started just focusing totally, completely in modeling. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have discovered a lot of things during this uh, situation that have made me aware of or conditions as employers and mm. uh, or conditions as working and the rights that we should have and we are not so it has been like architecture and it's a structure of unemployment which i have been working for other firms as an architect mm -hmm. and understanding my rights there there was like oh there is not so many difference between being an architect and being a model in terms of employment yeah. You can be a freelancer in both, but you still have rights. Mm -hmm. And this year I end my contract with my agency here in Colombia. Mm. I had so many um, things that I was not very uh, agreeing with, mm -hmm. mostly about how the whole situation worked. And the way the contract was uh, written was very, uh, not very fair, always protecting the agency, but not the model. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm yeah. speaking in Colombia because in New York, I just signed last year and I'm not very familiar how it works because COVID came into the way. So I came back to Colombia and I mm -hmm. haven't been able to really work up there. Mm -hmm. But the circumstances here are very like worrying me because you don't feel what is going on on your labor situation because mm -hmm. supposedly you don't have unemployment like agreement but still you have to pay your taxes you have to pay your health insurance you mm -hmm. have to pay your bills mm -hmm. and uh, you feel like sometimes you're just away from having any sort of place to go when things get tough as they're getting tough right now. Right. And uh, I was not, I'm very up to knowing that you have to be and pursue the people you believe and have your same beliefs. Mm -hmm. And with the agency, I, I, I started feeling that that was not the right place for me. Like mm -hmm. I was getting a lot of jobs by myself, of course, giving them a percentage of the payment because, because that was the weight of the agreement. But they mm -hmm. were not doing anything. They just went into this comfort zone 
uh, where oh, she will get the jobs and she will just pay us. And I was like, that, that's not the situation. I'm paying yeah. you to represent me as a talent. Yeah, Especially if they're not protecting you. Oh, totally. yeah. That happened with my first agency. I basically outgrew them and was just being a freelance model that was attached to them, um, mm -hmm. which is very frustrating, obviously, because you still want to get pushed out to clients, um, ones that like you can't get on your own. And yeah, with the U.S. specifically, I know that only New York and California, I think, are even have like um, kind of a sort of unemployment for models based on what I saw that Model Alliance is working on yeah. with those, those two states. Otherwise, like Nicole and I are like in the Pacific Northwest, so Oregon and Washington, like we don't have that opportunity for mm -hmm. that stuff. So yeah, it's, it's frustrating because it's still, you know, it's still a form of a job. And I saw even with some people who are in like the sex work industry, like Portland has a really big sex work industry and like mm -hmm. they, they don't qualify for unemployment, which I think is ridiculous because that's still it's ridiculous. A, it's still a job like and they, they can't still work pay right now. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, they're saving some needs. I mean, we are all working. And I think the bottom of the situation is how people understand jobs. Mm -hmm. If you translate or try to describe what a job means, it's you're putting in terms of economically or whatever you want to put it, mm -hmm. you're just bringing a service, right? Yeah, yeah. And that means you're putting your time and your knowledge could be physically or mentally or spirituality. And you're getting paid because you're investing your time of it. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter how the structure of the job works. What happens with clients sometimes, and, and, and I'm very, and sometimes they say that I'm a, a bit, a little bit too tough, but I just mm -hmm. like to be clear. No, this is my job. It's not yes. a hobby. Like I don't have someone behind me paying my things mm -hmm. while I just look pretty because mm -hmm. that is not what a model is. You, you know, know, it's funny, Maria. You, uh, Maria, and I both are alumni of the Kokorosha Model Camp, Yay! and what you're saying, you sound just like her when she talks <laughs> about how you need to like be your own advocate. And so, good for you. That's not no, it's, it's totally a hard road. Me. It totally yeah. clicked me when I met her. I was mm -hmm. like, wow, there's so many hope in here. Like, we can mm -hmm. be very professionals and describing what a professional is. And we have to teach the industry. And we have to teach them. Because she said in, a, in our lives, mm -hmm. like, two or, like, last week, I think it was. And she was saying, I lost a lot of jobs because I was taking my voice out. Mm -hmm. And it, that's great. We have so many platforms where we can speak and make points and be clear. Mm -hmm. So the thing is what I try to explain to clients is when you agree to be in a photo shoot for, let's say, a campaign, mm -hmm. which is going to bring a lot of money to the company mm -hmm. uh, because you can like agree and, and tell them like, look, I'm really good in what I'm doing. This is my portfolio. This is what I have been doing. And that's going to translate into sales for them, right? Which is going to be mm -hmm. an income for, we don't know, six months, a year. But yeah, for depends. us, mm -hmm. it's going to be a lock for other jobs because we are locked into that brand. So mm -hmm. we charge, not because we charge a lot because our faces, is because maybe we were not going to be able to have jobs for the next, I don't know, five, four months, mm -hmm. or maybe a year. Yeah. And the thing is they pay you here in Colombia can payments can last 90 days to 120 days, which is, is completely absurd. Mm -hmm. So 
basically you're living in a debt. You get a credit card, you survive, yeah. then they pay you. There is no way you can save for when you're going to be in the age of retirement. So mm -hmm. there is no those regulations. And I think since we are supposedly uh, free employees, like mm -hmm. for service employment, well, we can make our own rules. And we can agree in those rules and tell the clients, look, this is the way I charge you because this is how much my skincare cost and you mm -hmm. loved my skin. This is how much my gym cost and you loved my body, mm -hmm. right? This is how much it costs me for being in social media, actively having photos. I have to upgrade my phone. I got to get a tripod. I got, mm -hmm. you know, all yeah. those costs that it's going to, to translate in why you are charging what you charge. And that's what I try to teach new generations of models mm -hmm. that the idea that because you are pretty, then you are a model, it doesn't work that way. This is a mm -hmm. serious job. You have yeah. to be, you have a lot of responsibilities. You are getting money. You have to express your talent and you have to compete to a lot of other beautiful girls and men mm -hmm. and whatever outside. And you have to be like, you make your East history different and show up what else you have to do and show. And that's how I understand it as an architect and as a model, mm -hmm. like, okay, why when I'm an architect, like things are so right. Like they pay me on time. They give me these things. I know what are my rights, but why, why when I'm a model, I'm like sort of like floating around this, um, all laws and, and employment and, but I still have to pay my taxes. Mm -hmm. The bank and the state doesn't care if I'm a model, uh, if I'm an architect, a gardener, whatever, I got to pay my taxes. Yeah. Right. It's because they just see us as a, as a lower value which is really sad because like it's like any other job that's performance related like an like an actor or you know any of that but with us it's because like it's this weird level of like looking at this really like beautiful person and being like oh they must not have to work that hard and there's all these assumptions but then also on the backhand people will treat you like you're not a person so that's why they'll be like oh she doesn't need to get paid right away and it's like no I do like this is one of my big main incomes like I mm -hmm. still make money like and totally. then with, with me, like, I'm a student right now, too. So I'm, like, extra poor. So then I'm just, like, uh -huh. I need money to help me with school. Like, I, yeah. you know, like, it's the same thing as if I was working. Like, I do also work in retail when it's, like, a normal situation. It's, like, they uh -huh. pay me on time because, like, I'm doing a job. Same thing with modeling. Doing a job. Like, it's, doing you know. a job. It's not mm -hmm. a fault that we have, like, this situation where we can travel and mm -hmm. go around other places, which make it like fancy and fabulous, but still is a job. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are not describing the circumstances. We're describing what we are doing. Yeah. And we train ourselves. Like I'm still in quarantine, but it's still developing my skills. Mm -hmm. I love to be creative and I try to make my own editorials and I design them and do my styling because mm -hmm. I love it. It's something mm -hmm. I love to do. And it's so sad because sometimes I, I tell clients, like, I don't, I don't go to your store and said, you know what, I'm going to buy this dress for this amount of money because I'm just going to wear it once. Yeah. No, like, you mm -hmm. pay what it costs. And yeah. it has two ways to define that cost. The value of from it, which is the brand, the experience of it, and what it really costs to make that piece. 
So mm-hmm. that's what I translated into. I, so that's what I started like thinking, okay, how am I going to do this to me if I am my own brand and I mm-hmm. am my own product? Well, how much does it cost to be me? Plus my eight years of experience, which are now growing internationally, which is mm-hmm. like the main goal for this year if everything comes back to normal mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever adjustment we will have to do. Yeah, but it's and, and I was I have a really hard arguing with with my booker because mm-hmm. I told him, look, these are my conditions to keep working with you. And mm-hmm. he said, I have to protect my company. And I told him, well, I got to protect my company, which is me. Miles you're not going- company like ugh, that's ridiculous. And I told him, and I was like thinking, and I said, this this whole contract situation here in Colombia, it's like not the way it should be. It's mm-hmm. completely old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it remembers me about John Casablanca where they f- discovered the models <laughs> and they uh-huh. build these super models. Oh no. <laughs> that's not what happens right now. Like yeah, things it. have changed mm-hmm. and we already have a voice. and. Sometimes people don't look for me because I look pretty on a picture. They look for me because they know I'm an architect, because mm-hmm. they know I love environment, sust- sustainability. I have all their plus that they mm-hmm. want to resemble with their brands. For sure. But yeah. my agency did not pay for my school as an architect. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, you have to understand that this is a working together. And I told him that's what I'm not going to stay because... The last two years, I have been getting the jobs for you. Yeah. And they got this commercial and they were like, well, we got you this uh, national TV commercial. And I told him, <laughs> I gained the casting. There was tons of girls doing it. It was my talent mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the casting. Yeah, we you, couldn't uh, not do it. And, yeah. and I think that what my conclusion of all of this and all, what I've been thinking all these days is like, it has to go all the way around. Mm-hmm. Models should bring the conditions for working with an agency, not the way around. Mm-hmm. Or That's work with your agency to build those conditions. Yeah. Because exactly. Nicole and I, I know, have both done that with our current agency where they present us with something, and but they're very open to feedback about the contract and they're okay with like moving it around, which is how it should be. It should be a back and forth, yeah. not a you and do it, this. Like In New York, for me, it's the same. They're really nice and, and we speak and I tell them my concerns and, hey, what's going on with this and this? And, and, and they're totally open. Mm-hmm. Here they are not. And as he said, they're trying to protect their company, so, yeah. which means they don't care about the talent. Yeah, that's concerning. I, I have a question about Colombian agencies. And so in doing one of the online Coca Rosha um, things that she's done during quarantine, um, in one of them were two models that work in South America. And mm-hmm. I believe one was in Colombia and one was in Mexico. And they both had the shared experience of their agency having the expectation of them going to parties. And almost, I got the impression that they were expected to be flirty and to oh, go yeah. drink and mm-hmm. kind of have that lifestyle. Have you I, experienced mm-hmm. that at all? No, because I, as told you, like 
sometimes people are a bit afraid of me because I'm like too serious. <laughs> You're <laughs> so not too realize, serious. No, no. Like I'm gonna be like Naomi, I'm gonna throw the phone in their faces, which is not true. But I'm just like I like to have my boundary. Yeah, and you need to. Yeah, it's a safety thing. What happens is if just I just try to imagine you come from a different country to a totally different culture because Latin American cultures are very different from other cultures mm -hmm. and we as Latin women we are sometimes misunderstood as flirty because we laugh and we dance and we're you're very so like we, loving and hugging and yeah warm. yeah so when when someone from another country comes here uh and go we we love to party because we love to dance mm -hmm. but what a rule for myself is I don't go partying with the people I work with ever. Yeah. If I go to a fashion show and after it is a cocktail show when you can do like a little bit of PR thing, sure. I go for 10 to 15 minutes and never drink any alcohol in it. If I want to go to party, I go with my other friends in a mm -hmm. different place and mm -hmm. because I don't like to mix and end up. And these girls that are working here need to know that that is not part of their jobs. They don't have to do that if they don't want to. It's, it's not, not expected and it's not supposed because there is like this fine line between that and then crossing into another activity that has nothing to do with modeling. Yeah, there is an expectation of I've heard of this not oh, specifically from South American or Central American agencies, but from I know in Milan this used to be a thing where they would push models out to go be like, quote unquote, club girls and basically try and it kind of pay them sometimes, but not really to bring in like more male clients into club scenes. And then they became like kind of like club oh, not promoters, dance, not really promoters at all. Mm -hmm. They just paid them to be there so that they were like pretty women that like would bring in a bigger crowd. Um, but that turned really iffy really quickly. But I've heard of this before and it makes me really sad that it's still happening because I heard of that at least six years ago. So I was hoping that it's gotten a lot better. Um, but Nicole and I have talked about that too. We're like, we obviously both go to networking events here or post fashion show. We'll go hang out with people. But I think you and I both agree that we maybe, we maybe both have like a drink. That's mm -hmm. it. Because we're very mm -hmm. like careful about you know, the client to model relationship can easily cross into weird boundaries so you have to be very like aware and alert with that so like you know we both don't drink a lot at parties unless maybe like we each have like a partner there with us like Nicole will have like her husband or if I have a partner mm -hmm. with either, then maybe I'll have like two you know but it's still like a very careful thing because you want to be in control in that situation yeah and you still want to present yourself in like the way that you wish to be shown which is like very professional I mean like still fun but like still like I'm a model and like I'm technically still working even though like the fashion show's over and it's the after party I'm still like in a form of on the clock and I'm not gonna totally. instantly turn into like this crazy like drunk mm -hmm. woman like I'm still gonna present myself in like a very nice way because I'm still presenting me and my agency and like anybody else that's connected to me you know well especially if yeah. you're expected to continue to represent the designer that yes. you walked mm -hmm. for or but yeah that's no, you so have funny. to establish those boundaries and, and I totally invite all models to think what they want to do. This is a job about how you look, how you act and what you present and how you want to be related with. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very careful 
who which you are surrounding and what you are doing and this event and know that you can always say no as any other job you don't feel like you want to do yeah. you can mm-hmm. say no always you can say no yeah and don't be afraid to say think sometimes like fearness is uh, such a big part of the equation yeah so models sometimes don't know how to say no and how to say like i don't agree with this because they feel like if i say no to this person then i'm not going to have jobs which is not true you can mm-hmm. find yeah. and you can build your own brand it's, it's mm-hmm. something i have been thinking a lot and and trying to to establish a way to communicate it is you can bring an like all this structure of branding to yourself that's what politicians do at least they yeah. brand themselves you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you are not and you get like this empathy or sometimes hate but you re- you make people react to you as a brand as how you present yourself and yeah. those those things are being like super going on in my head these days and mm-hmm. i think the whole community of modeling photographers makeup artists right now in this covid situation has opened our eyes so hard because i feel like it was a, like a brick in the head of mm-hmm. okay i i don't have anything to grab into mm-hmm. because my whole situation has been getting to a debt mm-hmm. pain debt pain mm-hmm. and as a war if you If you are not a model and you're just analyzing this as a job, you will say it doesn't work. Like numbers don't lie and it's not working. Like you are mm-hmm. not in a good balance right now. So we if there is no one else outside that is going to speak for for us and organ we should organize ourselves. We should like be what I invite girls when they start working is not to understand what a model do but more understand what a self-employed do mm-hmm. how are their economies work how all the bills working what are the kind of taxes they have to pay you know like understanding that beyond being a model or a carpenter or a painter you are a self-employed and you're being employed for a service so mm-hmm. how does that legally work in different countries because something is in colombia mexico is another thing milan is another thing but try to 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 understand how you work there and how how to be legal in there as a worker mm-hmm. will make things clear like every time even though if i'm doing a photo shoot in instagram for instagram content as an influencer mm-hmm. i made a contract mm-hmm. and i established the boundaries of the use of my image mm-hmm. If they want to post it. That's a really good practice. Everyone should do that for sure. No, you have to have your... your, Now that I'm going to be alone in Colombia, I don't know for how long, I'm going to be self-representing myself. I have to be organized and Mm -hmm. I have to be clear. Because Mm -hmm. what happens is they told you, we're going to pay you this amount of money, but you are not very sure of how was like the whole thing was going to be paid. Because... in the difference with and uh, New York agencies which they bring you like a balance here you have to ask for them re-ask for them like mm-hmm. begging them for bring you your monetary information that's that makes no sense and I'm speaking for my experience with the agency I was with I don't sure. know with other agencies I cannot speak but like 
everything in life has lessons. And for me right now, the lesson was you need to speak for yourself. And you mm-hmm. need, like, if I could talk to Maria eight years ago, I will tell her, like, dude, seriously, just do this contract for three years and you're going to see from there to now that you can do it by yourself because mm-hmm. you're very committed to what you do. There is no other Maria. There is no other, you know, person that can do what you do, even though it is modeling. Mm-hmm. And I think an important note on the subject of speaking out for yourself and being an advocate is to also be really mindful of the organizations and the movements you're getting behind, Mm -hmm. making sure that if you're jumping on board with, let's say, a group of models that wants to organize something, really Mm -hmm. look into it and make sure that it's going towards the bigger cause and make sure your efforts are really directed and kind of we're all aligned in this and trying to achieve the same outcome. I think when everybody collectively puts their efforts into one outlet, the the success rate is much higher. So I think it's just important. Yeah, and you have to stop because if you see like what all the pulses or the situation that brings you take those choices, Mm -hmm sometimes are not because you want to do it it's because you are afraid mm-hmm. and here in Colombia like cooling situation a lot of girls don't have like the easy way to go to a college or a university and they see modeling as a way of getting uh, jobs and willing to pay their uh, like their lives Mm-hmm. But there is like non-training to understand how to do it properly. And mm-hmm. it's, it gets me like now I'm going to speak as a as a woman. Mm-hmm. It gets me so mad when you see a bunch of men trying to give you the indications of how to work, how to walk, how to speak. And you're like, but I mean, I can build my own way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to do anything on this formula situation. Mm-hmm. And here they have this, like, I'm total, and I know people are going to hear this, and maybe I'm going to lose a lot of jobs, but I don't care. This is something I do for me and for <laughs> the future generations that are listening to me mm-hmm. here is you need to speak for yourself, and you don't have to pay anyone to teach you how to do something unless you don't want to. Because here they have like these modeling academies and they charge you a lot of money to be part of it. And there is a bunch of girls and guys going there hoping to be the next supermodel Mm-mm. and never happens. Yeah. Because that's not the way you become a model. No, yeah. I never went to one. The only thing I have paid and I'm so grateful to do it was Coco's camp Mm -hmm. and it was amazing because she opened my mind talking as a professional Mm -hmm. and knowing the concerns that we have and Mm -hmm. I was like mind bloated they don't talk to you like this here they don't care if you understand they don't care there's like they they don't care if girls are not having what money for eating they don't care they don't right. care they just want you to go into a live session talk to girls how to be self-respect and i was like well as a sense of self-respecting and self-careness and self-love i'm not talking to your live show yeah this has nothing to do with what i go for mm-hmm. yeah those academies always 
Always give me weird vibes. I mean, Nicole and I are both part of an agency that does bring us some of those training camps, but they've been vetted and are like formally through our agency. So those are like a little bit. I feel like those ones are more skill based in terms of like learning how to do an on camera audition. And you kind of. So I think they're a little bit different than saying like, you know, come to this academy. And so, yeah. I guess the point is you don't have to downplay all training. There's a lot of it. But yeah, these academies that if they promise to like make you a model or Mm -hmm. if there's any promise associated, I would like turn the other direction. (laughs) Totally. I mean, I had training through my first agency, which was kind of like a form of an academy, I guess. But that was like free and provided by Mm -hmm. my first agency. So something like that is different or the the few camps that like our agents now will provide for us, which is like runway walking or acting or stuff like that. That's just adding to your training. But like those one and done ones, which I've seen pop up occasionally where Nicole and I are, I'm just like, I don't like it. That just seems just like a scam. Like that's not Mm -hmm. what it is. Like you have to learn a lot on your own or you can be taught through other people like mentoring. Like it sounds like you do a lot of that, Maria, which is great, which is great because I think Nicole and I also, try to do that with younger models because like nobody really gives you a guide it's like you kind of have to figure it out so I tell them all the time like I'm here you can mm-hmm. DM me I can talk to you I will tell you the truth absolutely from my perspective because that's that's the way I like things to be I like them to be clear I yeah. like them to be honest and mm-hmm. I like them to be fair and all this like saying with with the situation with the agency is First of all, clarifying that, as I said, it's like what happened to me doesn't mean it's going to happen, but at least understand that we have now to work for future modeling jobs to establish it as a real job. Mm -hmm. Make people understand that this is a real job. It doesn't matter the conditions of it, that we travel, it is a lot of fancy beauty. It takes a lot of effort, physically, Mm -hmm. mentally economically and those things have to be respected and that's Mm -hmm. what I'm telling all this time is we don't know what is going to happen for the next year or what is coming to this year but for now building your brand is going to be one of the strategies to keep being here and active and concerned mm-hmm. about what you like, believe, and love. Because mm-hmm. when I'm telling people is, I love doing this. I love creating poses. I love and going to a runway show. Mm-hmm. I love talking to designers. I love all the teams that come together, this creativity that flows in the air. I, I just love it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean you can put a price of what I do and you can do with my money whatever you want. Because mm-hmm. that's not the way it works. Yeah. Things have to be established as the professionally way it could be. Mm-hmm. Having the same forms, contract, uh, specifications, conditions, everything that we should use, need, or work with. Because otherwise, it's going to end up seen as people still see it here in Colombia, which mm-hmm. are a bunch of beautiful women that have a man behind them. Or parents behind them that pay yeah. for them and so they can be just pretty and that's it. So that's when I get mad and I said, look, I'm an architect. Like I could be building 
tons of buildings, bridges, yeah. parks, mm -hmm. cities. Like I'm trained for doing that, but I want to do this. So do, do not get granted one thing for another. Mm -hmm. You have to be very respectful as you are respectful with people that do other jobs. Sometimes people get for granted. And right now for COVID, we're saying like, these people are so important. Like people that work in supermarkets, we sometimes are like very rude with them. We don't even notice them. But now are like, those are our heroes right now. Mm -hmm. Nurses, doctors, like right now, it's so amazing here in Colombia. So many doctors were like, you're paying a lot of money to soccer players. And who is saving your life right now? Not the mm -hmm. soccer player, are. But we understand, and when I try to explain to doctors was the career of a soccer player is so much shorter than the career of a doctor. Mm -hmm. it, of course, it has to be a very, like a lot of balance from it. But people get from granted what you do and they just get stuck with the perspective of it. And mm -hmm. put a price on what you do, which is mm -hmm. the root side of it. And yeah. that's what I do not stand. And you I, know, that's what, no. I've never thought of it in the sense of the longevity of our careers as a model, mm -hmm. such as a soccer player, are short. Therefore, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. need to make more in the long, like, I never really thought about that before. It seems mm -hmm. like common sense, but, huh, interesting. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I never get out of college. And I said, I want to have both. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to still, maybe I will end up building like the future fashion show events. I don't know. Ooh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I'm trying all the time, like trying to relate both because I mm -hmm. think everything in your life, even though it's completely different, always have something in common. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you, that, that's what is the perspective of people because people don't know. They just see you fabulous on the cover of a magazine or in an editorial but sometimes they don't know they haven't paid you for that. Mm -hmm. Here in Colombia, they don't pay you for being in a magazine. What? They, they don't pay you. They no. don't really pay you here. Like, if you're in Vogue, you don't really get paid. Like, uh, like yeah. the editorial. That, that's one thing Coco had talked about was, like, those bigger magazines. Um, because they don't need you. You need them more. That's that's completely. true. I guess though I am talking about like Vogue. There are so many other magazines. I that's mean, very it, it depends. Pitiful. Some magazines I know if you're being cast for it, like not as a personality, but as a just a model, I guess is a way to say that. Mm -hmm. I think you will get because I have been paid for some magazine work. There are others where like fully, you know, I have not though, which is annoying. But whatever. Um, yeah, as far as actually, I, know, I did just they don't pay. As far yeah. as I know, they don't pay. They just pay if you are going to do it outside your city because I live in Cali. And mm -hmm. some of the major places are in Bogota, which is the capital of Colombia or okay. Medellin. But I always said, I'm not going to go to live in another city in Colombia. Yeah. I will stay in my hometown. If you need me, I can take a plane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is like 45 minutes. It's not that hard. Like, it's not yeah. that long. It's like a drive. And yeah totally it's like a drive you can't even sleep on it but it's it's so hard because they see you fabulous on these pages but mm -hmm. they don't know that you have to wake up super early you have to go there and hoping that that magazine will bring you more jobs mm -hmm. so it's a lot of chance that that's not going to happen or maybe yet so it's a, a career of maybe 
Right. It's like when somebody opens, just keeping with Vogue, just because I had mentioned it, if they open it and they're looking at, let's say, an editorial for a designer, they're not necessarily saying, wow, this model, I want to hire them or this makeup artist, I want to hire them. Mm -hmm. It's about the designer or it's about Mm -hmm. the story, whatever the editorial was around. And so it's hard to rely on a magazine to translate into more work. But that's how they sell it to you. Right. Exposure. They tell you, like, you're going to have so many jobs before, like, after this. And you're like, lies. No. Sometimes (laughs) I get more jobs because doing goofy things on my Instagram because they see me, like, we love your Instagram. You're so close to yourself. Like, we love your Instagram is great. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I, it's great. It's, it's tagged in our show description, everybody. So go follow. <laughs> Thank you. Such so much love on it because I can express myself and I, mm-hmm. and I love everything that lets me express myself. Mm-hmm. And if from a year to, from now, I understood that that was my place and there was going to be my rules. So that's yeah. what I was like so excited for me to have it. But here in Colombia, agencies do not understand what happens with social media and now they're seeing it as a sort of uh, like a way of their jobs getting out because clients can reach you directly and they're feeling like we're missing and that's not the way it goes and their contract and I was like wait if my client if the client goes be first goes to you and then they come to me something happened to you that they want to speak directly to me yeah and tomorrow I can close my Instagram account and you cannot punish me about it. I yeah. don't have a contract with you. I have a contract with Instagram, not with you. Yeah. And I'm the owner of that account. So something, another tip that I give new generations is never give your Instagram information as your password or your username to anyone no. that is promising yeah. you that's yours. If the yeah. agency wants to show it in their websites, fantastic. For example, in New York, I know in my contract, they represent me in net, like all social networking, which includes social media, sort of. Mm-hmm. But those are conditions specified for it. Like, it's not like anything that I do know. There is some clients that reach me out from there and it works differently. But here in Colombia, it's not specified. But still... Yeah they make you pay and they charge you and they said, well, that's the definition of a client and well, you are using your image. Of course, it's my social media and it's about me. Of course, I'm going to use my image. Yeah. So what I did was easily, I blocked them. I blocked my (laughs) agency in Colombia with my Instagram. They cannot go into my Instagram, (laughs) period. So I told them, what if I put it private? Private. You cannot tell me how. You did not pay for my phone so I Uh -uh. can get better pictures. Uh -uh. I pay it myself. Mm -hmm. I paid a lot of courses of of social media management because I want to understand that me as a brand, they haven't done it. So why they are charging me now and why now? Oh, by the way, your Instagram and everything you get from it is now ours. Like, what? Crazy. Yeah. That brings up an intro, like a topic that I wanted to touch on today. And you'd mentioned it in your email was social media rights and 
what rights do models have in that realm? Because especially now that so many of us are creating our own content for brands, Mm -hmm. like we're being hired to shoot something and then, you know, all on our own. And so I always think that that's a interesting subject because even when you shoot in real life, like what right do you have to share images and so on? So I kind of wanted to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I know that our agencies just recently had us not give them our like login info, but give them like our handles for Instagram so that clients could could, like go on Mm -hmm. it and access it and talk to us through it. I hope Uh, they do. (laughs) Yeah. I I know that our uh, Ryan artist, our agency just recently did that, which I think is great, Mm -hmm. but they, they yeah, never... mine too, but they sent out like a permission to do it. They yeah. just not did yeah. it because they yeah. want it. They ask us. Do yeah, you we got like an email asking if we were okay with it, which is great. Yeah. But like, they obviously didn't say, well, like we own your Instagram now. It's like, no. it's still ours. And, um, you know, like I think in general, a part of our contract, which I think is great because I've never seen it in any other contract I've been presented with is like, uh it says you have to present yourself in a professional manner whether it's like online or in person which i thought was so great because a lot of agency contracts do not say that which i think is really important because like initially you're not necessarily taught as a model what what that means like what is professionalism so i think it's great to just know that for yourself and also for like potentially the agent or like the designer or whoever you're representing and that's totally true yeah, and castings mm-hmm. now are getting so weird. Like getting a casting during COVID, where you have to shoot stuff at home or take mm-hmm. a yourself at home. It's just so odd. And like, I'm just I had to use all my blankets for bl- for like a background, like a plain yeah, yeah. background. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need a blanket. It's yeah. fun to exercise that like resourceful skill for sure. Yeah, I know. I mean, my creativity re- right now. My mom is a psychologist. Oh, and nice. she cool. likes to, yeah, my parents are like, we're a family of nerds, <laughs> <laughs> but my sister and I, we tell, we tell her, we're the fashion nerds of her there house, but we're all nerds. <laughs> my sister is also a model, but she's like super talented. She's an artisan. She's a DJ. She sings. Mm-hmm. She's oh. amazing. What's and her Instagram? Parents, yeah, I will, uh, her Instagram is Jekyll model, like Jekyll and Mr. High, but uh-huh. Jekyll oh, cool. model. Uh, and well she's amazing and we have been thought from both of them my parents that here right now in 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 isolation creativity is going to help us go through it easily Mm -hmm. and I was hearing a podcast from a Colombian historian which she said you remember in second world uh, war uh, Tolkien was this writer that brings the hobbits and all this fantasy world Mm-hmm. And he spoke for the right of imagination, which yes. leads in the right of creativity. Because even though the body is in the, this stressfulness situation that you cannot go out, your mind can travel anyway. Mm-hmm. And the image of it is how you present it in a way people can see it. It's like when surrealism tried to draw their dreams, like Dali dreams, and oh, he yes. cr- tried to paint them. That's how we also can do it through images and recursivity, like finding a blanket because I need a background for it. And I would just hang it where my laundry room is. And those exercises bring you a lot of creativity and and take you out for this isolation thing. But 
going back to Instagram situation, like when I read my uh, contract with my agents in New York, they specify the rights, but I know for each uh, contract, well, you will, will specific, specify the conditions because right mm -hmm. now I'm in Colombia. There's mm -hmm. no way I'm going to work in New York right now. Mm -hmm. But here, there are no contracts that I've seen specifying the rights on social media and they show it to you as they own also your social media, which is not true. This is something people need to understand. It's mm -hmm. not true. Mm -mm. They're not getting you the... Yesterday, I shoot with a photographer from Venezuela. We mm -hmm. did a FaceTime photo shoot. Oh, nice. And yeah. he looked at me because I post a silly runway show on TikTok. And he nice. was like, I love your silly TikTok and I would love to do a photo shoot with you. And I was like, what? For that TikTok? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's great. It wasn't my agency like leading and telling me like, you have to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. No. And he said something really rude in my agency, said something really rude, which oh. was he wanted to do a video. Mm. And he was like, I want to select a specific girls, you know, because they have to have a nice house and a nice phone to do it. And I was oh. like, what? No. Okay. Oh, like, my God. I'm totally pissed off. And I'm oh. not doing anything with That's you right so now what, rude. Jeez. like you cannot <laughs> hide what the things are there's a mm -hmm. lot of models that live in a very hard situation because our country is a poor country we're a third world country mm -hmm. and that's the truth of it not all of them have the way well, not, to live not in everyone this way just, I mean, not everyone has like a pretty house like i'm a, <laughs> like i'm a student my house is very like uh, hodgepodge together like there's just random furniture like it doesn't have like a cohesive design you know so mm -hmm. like I have to shoot a video at home like it looks very like university student but like that's just that's who I am so I can't be like totally. okay let me go let me go sink into someone's house and like use it for a background like can't do that like it's just uh, yeah. my house <laughs> that's no and I'm you can there. move things around you can yeah. just move that's why you have a director and he will say like look uh, let's put a blanket here and do your video here. Like there is always yeah. a way to do things. If you want to like have it uniform and organized, but the way he said, I was like, what? No, that's just so rude. You I mean, cannot yeah. talk like that about the people you're representing. No, yeah. That's ridiculous. Jeez. So the, the agencies here came out with this like, um, saying we have to think locally, hire local models, all the agencies in Colombia. And I was like, wait a minute. That's what were you doing work. before? <laughs> and so I took the picture and I also wrote underneath models, photographer, hair styling, stylist, makeup artist, like the whole community of local uh, fashion industry. Mm -hmm. And I send it and I post it and I send it to a lot of my friends here and they were like, oh, this is so much better. The other one was like giving them sort of a commercial status. Mm. And they're like, we want you to shoot these photos in your house. Can you send this to use it in our Instagram? So one of my friends told me that her agents were asking for that. And she was like, sure. How much are you willing to pay for them? Because you were a brand and you yeah. want my pictures that I'm doing for your brand. That mm -hmm. costs. 
is the yeah. bottom of the situation. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you need to establish those boundaries. And that's what I tell a lot of girls do not start your career when you are too young, because you need to have sort of uh, a voice, not, mm -hmm. not being rude. That doesn't have to mean with rudeness because mm -hmm. that is something historically has teaching us as women that we cannot speak to ourselves because then we are rude or hysterical mm -hmm. or we are in our period, which is so annoying because that's not true. We also have rights and we, we have to speak clear. And when things are clear, that's what you make a contract for to mm -hmm. both sides feel clear with the rules where they can go with the situation and go smooth. It's not about finding a way to suit you if things don't go right. That mm -hmm. is not how it works. It's not the bottom of it. It will be so expensive to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's frustrating. Nicole and I vent to each other a lot about rights and issues. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think it's getting a lot better. Specifically, uh, yeah. No, New York and California are getting much better with safety and work programs and advocacy, um, which is good because those are the two main markets for the U.S. Um, and I'd like, and I know in Europe, uh, a lot of the markets have the the new body laws, which are much safer. Like mm -hmm. uh, I know Paris has that. I'm pretty sure London and Spain. So I think Barcelona also has that, which is great. But like, it's such a slow process because it's something that people like, like, you know, uh, we've talked about this, like in a dating aspect, like if I'm dating someone, they have no idea that that's like an issue in our field until you like you talk to them about it. Cause like on the outside, they just see like you as a model. And like, mm -hmm. like you said, like this really glamorous, pretty lifestyle, they don't see all the issues with it. So most the average person in the public does not see the problems that we have until like mm -hmm. big scandals break out like the current one with like the Victoria's Secret situation mm -hmm. or like you know like so they just no one really knows what's happening which is very sad but like I guess the average person is not in tune to our industry though so yeah. but that's so great that you have this sort of platforms where we can talk and tell people what's going yeah. on that was our goal, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really about complaining it's about like putting the situation in board and Let's see what we can do and how yeah. us, our management, these things to be as fair as it could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's really frustrating when you have people who don't understand the industry having such strong and offensive opinions about how yeah. you're treated. Oh my gosh, you're never allowed to eat. Oh, you're not a real woman because of your body. All of these things, yet they don't take the time to like look beyond that it's just like shame 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 uh -huh. and they just assume we have all these rights and all this money and it's just I don't know it's really and you're pretty and because you're pretty you're dumb mm -hmm. and you're like what right <laughs> when one thing has to do with the other one I mean yeah. there is not do not get for granted that I'm dumb because you mm -hmm. will be surprised and it's not what easy it because you're pretty yeah uh -huh. yep. so easy because we, you are pretty you will not understand and like what what do you mm -hmm. mean? So if you share those opinions, I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast, but look further into the rights that we don't have and why <laughs> why yeah. a lot of models suffer the way that they do. Yeah. It's, um... And there is no need to suffer. There mm -hmm. is not need to do it. We, it for me, it's like I, I see it so clearly and I'm like, it's a matter of perspective and understanding 
the value of each job. It's mm-hmm. not polite you to put a price of what I do because I do not put a price on what you do. Yeah. And if you're paying an agency, because I remember when Kaka told us, like, they work for you and it's a, like a teamwork. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not the way it works with me and my agency in Colombia. Mm-hmm. They don't work with me as a team. That's... They own my image, which mm-hmm. is a completely different situation. Like, what what is going on? We should be together and see what we can do. Each year, I was sitting on that desk telling them, what is going to be the plan now? Should we try TV? Should we try? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing happened. Oh. Nothing happened. I was like, yes. I mean, I'm paying you. And here you pay from 25% until 30%, which oh, is a huge amount. Job? Yeah, each that's, job. That's a lot. When when Coca told me like here in New York uh, or well in in the United States like twenty percent I was like what yeah twenty percent is like the max I'd say that's that's I would love to pay that yeah unless it's like some I know some of the acting jobs that get sent to me or Nicole are sometimes a, t- a little bit higher but that's because they're for like longer periods of time so I've yeah. seen some of those that are like the twenty five or thirty percent of it but that's because it's like hey you're shooting. Yeah, but it's like you're shooting for a week somewhere to do a short film or or something like that. But mm-hmm. besides that, everything else I know is is twenty. Like our agency, if they book something for us, um, they take twenty percent of it, which is pretty standard usually for the U.S. But that's ridiculous. That's so much. Because like, what if you're mm-hmm. only getting paid like, I don't know, like three hundred bucks? Then they're taking like such a big chunk. Like, ugh. Such a big chunk, and for doing what? For doing all like saying, sending the papers, I can yeah. do it to build a client. Yeah, okay. uh, talking with the client, I can do it. I have such a bubbly personality, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's like sure. to understand and to be clear what how does the job work. Mm-hmm. It's going to make so many people here in Colombia where there are a lot of girls that go to another countries and they go and they're like, oh, my God, here it works like this. But why <laughs> back home is working like that? Yeah, because mm-hmm. here we are stuck in the 80s. <laughs> we need to evolve. We yeah. need to come together as a group as having these opportunities of speak or concerns and try to make it as fair as it could be. Mm-hmm. And make rules i think mm-hmm. even though i'm a free spirit and, and i'm against like sometimes the studies cool i think sometimes rules are needed specifically yeah. for jobs where they're taking for granted that you're just like being pretty and that's all you do mm-hmm. well and also like you know most female models start at a very young age like what age did you start working yeah. well well, the thing was my parents were not very happy about modeling because mm. as we were talking, they were like kind of confusing of thinking that we were going to get into sort of like prostitution or something. So they uh, did not like it. And, yeah. But I started when I was 20 and okay. I told to my parents and I said, you have to trust the person you have uh, you have been building with me and, and uh, I will show you that. It's all about choices, and mm-hmm. I think I have a very good common sense, and so don't worry. And it has been really good. They have been already very supportive, but still good. very concerned. My yeah, um, but I t- 
totally then my cousin she has a daughter and she's like 13 and she was like can you help me get her into modeling and i was yeah. like i will give you an advice get her into dancing acting uh sport everything that will build her uh strength physically mm -hmm. mentally and emotionally and then when she's 18 20 you can take her to modeling nothing yeah yeah most girls in the U.S., I'd say, start around like 15. So the problem is you start so young and then you have no experience. So then it's so easy for like any anybody to take advantage of you because you just don't mm -hmm. know because there's no like guidelines that are given to you unless you look into it or like talk to a mentor mm -hmm. or something beforehand, um, which luckily I think Nicole and I both had that experience with having someone who was a mentor or someone we could lean into, which is great. And I think why we try to provide that to people now because it's like, oh, here's a 15, 16-year-old woman. Like, she just started modeling in a very, like, weird, over-sexualized, you know, like, kind of slightly disrespectful culture. And it's like, here you go. Like, no, you got to help her out. Like, mm -hmm. she's going to get lost. Like, Yeah, because... And it, how you know. to manage your sexuality and your sensuality in a way you are mm -hmm. not feeling like you're seen from... Because it's so funny. One side of the planet sees you, like, so sexy and the mm -hmm. other side, like, punishing you because yes. of being sexy. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's still something really hard about being a woman and mm -hmm. hyper-sexualize your image mm -hmm. in order to please the ideas of someone else and not feeling comfortable of you showing your sexuality and sensuality, which is a totally natural part of human being. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to decide your, like you said earlier, like your boundaries very early. Like I very early on said to myself that I would be okay doing some forms of like swimwear or lingerie or some things where maybe mm -hmm. it was back, backless, maybe not full toplessness or maybe something sheer. But I always said to mm -hmm. myself like very early, that I was like, I am not comfortable with nudity. And that's not because I'm not comfortable with my body. I just maybe don't want that image out there, you know? Mm -hmm. Like yeah, there, that, happened, that, that happened to me here with a magazine that they do nudies mm -hmm. and they call me at least like five times. Each yeah. time I told them, look, I feel very um, glad that you want me there because I'm not the typical Colombian body type. Sure. But I just don't want those images to be up there. Yeah, you know, I'm also an architect and I don't feel comfortable going into a meeting and knowing that the 10 guys, because this feels a man job, sitting there have seen me naked. And mm -hmm. I, I just don't want that. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's and just totally I, understandable. I think it's really important, too, for younger models to, or, you know, any age model to understand that, especially while you're building your brand, um, maybe you have some interest in doing just, for example, lingerie not, or like very sexy lingerie modeling, Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't feel comfortable yet. Just because you're given the opportunity before you're ready, you don't have to say yes. More mm -hmm. will come exactly. along. So mm -hmm. you can take your time. You can like step into those waters, see how you really feel before you're plastered everywhere and now known as this lingerie model. And maybe you don't really like it. Mm hmm. And then there's also... You cannot do anything after it if you don't yeah, want it because the image is already out. Uh -huh. yeah. And there's the added element, too, of, like, if if you start doing... If you start out doing, let's say, really sexy lingerie, your skills aren't quite there yet. You're not that experienced. You don't know all of your angles and that kind of stuff. And you might walk away not loving it anymore. Mm -hmm. So build the foundation and clothing you feel comfortable for in or 
I don't want to get too specific, but you know, mm-hmm. like, well, like if slowly. You, if you can't stand in front of your bathroom mirror in like a bra and a panty and like feel comfortable doing that with yourself, then you're not going to want to do that with a, a crew of people. So then that should be your indicator. Like, Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And like, knowing that because you're naked there doesn't mean that like they can stare at you or touch right. you or whatever just because yeah. you're naked. So yeah. sort of these things that sometimes people said like, oh, it was your fault. You were wearing a mini skirt. So oh that my God. No. Immediately the right to something. Incorrect. No. It's yeah. your body, mm-hmm. and if you want to be naked all around all day, no one can touch you, and no yeah, one right. can do what. I sometimes I get so pissed because I have no problem with my nudity, mm-hmm. and it's so funny because they're like, "Why you don't go into the magazine?" And you are like, "You have no problem with your nudity." And it's like, it's the perspective of it. It's not mm-hmm. the same being nude before a fashion show than being nude in a crew then a picture then is going to be in someone's living room or someone's um, office Mm -hmm. but when you are in a runway show and sometimes backstage photographers do not get it they go into the backstage because they want to interview I'm always like it's so funny because I'm naked yeah Mm -hmm. we're popping the lenses yeah have you seen there is women naked in here and men yeah. naked in here? Mm-hmm. Wait a damn second. We are all dressed up and then you can come in. And everybody's like, why are you so mad? I was like, because if this image goes out there, I don't, I do not agree with it. Mm-hmm. They're just taking I, pictures and there's no agreement with my, the use of my image right now. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with a friend once where it was like, what's the difference between like a bikini and a bra and underwear? And um, okay. ultimately, like how some people, yeah, can go out in a bikini and not feel over sexualized, but their image in lingerie, they do. Um, mm-hmm. And what we concluded was it's just about permission. When you're in your mm-hmm. bra and underwear, people don't have the permission to look at you. If you go to the beach and you're wearing a cute bikini, and you feel confident and stuff. They don't have, no one has the right to stare at you, but you're giving them the permission in a way mm-hmm. because of the context of the situation. Like Devin exactly. just said. permission might not be the correct word, um, but yes, the context. The allowance of looking at you. Like yeah. You can look the, at you and bring whatever image they want, but if when you're in their, in your undies, well, mm-hmm. no matter how comfortable you are. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's about the context of it and, and the, the boundaries you establish with your image also mm-hmm. and how you look at it and mm-hmm. express yourself. Yeah. And like you said earlier, Maria, like, don't apologize to anyone who makes you feel bad about establishing those boundaries. Like if you don't want to do nudity, don't do nudity. And if someone's yeah. pushing, pushing you to do it, you are totally like pushed mm-hmm. back on them. That's not and, a boundary you should give up because someone's making you feel like uncomfortable right. about it. You know? And you can always step back. Yes. You can always get out of those situations. Yes. I'm yes. not saying you don't, I don't want people to misunderstand about being strong and polite mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was very polite with the magazine. I told them that I was very like flirter and glad that they asked me for it, mm-hmm. but I was not ready for it. I mm-hmm. thank them uh, and that's it. And I still have a very good relationship with the producers and the editorial people from that magazine because they changed. They also changed. They are not always in the same magazine. For sure. And and I still have good, like, quality uh, conversations with them. But yeah. I establish my boundaries. And, and people know. And here in Colombia, I'm so glad that I have built this uh, image of a professional model, mm-hmm. like, they understand I don't do this because I do not know anything else to do because I do. 
I do yeah. know how to do other things. And I do this because I love it. Mm-hmm. I have trained myself. I'm still learning. I'm still loving it. It's still a challenge in so many ways. And you can always step back. Like if you're yeah. not feeling comfortable, just say like, wait, this is going into a whole different situation. I'm not feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. I just need a time. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's yourself. You always have to remember it's you, even though you're representing a brand yeah. or a magazine or a story. At the end of it, it's you and how you feel comfortable and how you like it. Right. And I, I will just love people to understand. And this was something Coco told us a lot is to please read every single paper day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Read it. Ask as much questions that you want. If that agency gets mad because you're doing those sort of questions, well, maybe it's not the right agency for you. Mm-hmm. If it's not being clear, if it's not being transparency, if you're not feeling that there is like sort of a, a click and a great relationship, well, maybe it's not the right place for you. And there is yeah. not a hurry. There mm-hmm. will be coming new opportunities, build them for yourself, but don't feel like you like own them mm-hmm. gratitude because of doing that yeah that's their job and <laughs> you don't and have like, to thank them for doing their job right and and like I always say leave it to the models who absolutely love modeling the things that you're uncomfortable doing like you don't have mm-hmm. like just because you say no like trust me they can find somebody else you're not yeah. putting them out by saying no so just leave it to the girls that are like waiting for that opportunity if you don't want yeah. it. Yeah, you don't have to do everything in mm-hmm. order to succeed in modeling. You don't have in fact, to do every single thing. You'll succeed you more be... if you focus on, you yeah. know, certain things. Yeah. Certain things. So, like, there is this it, girls are super good doing commercial and e commerce. They specified on doing that. There's other girls that are more like high couture or fitting models, which are great, and they know how to be a fitting model, well, it's okay. You don't have to do everything. Just yeah. be, feel comfortable with what you're doing and proud of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's sometimes agencies will, like, not necessarily push you, but, like, encourage you to, to move into other things. And if you're in a lane that you really like, like, it's totally okay to stick with it. Like, I Nicole, I know, wants to try like try her hand at acting and moving into that. And I've like told our agency that I'm not super comfortable or like confident with that. Like I like just sticking in the modeling world. So like that's where I'm staying, you know? And that's yeah. okay to say that to people. Yeah. I'm not really going into acting. <laughs> <laughs> when she said she wanted to a little while ago. <laughs> Maybe. I, I grew up in theater, so acting is kind of a natural draw for me, uh-huh. but yeah, you're, I'm hyper focusing on modeling. Like I guess I'm open to it. Yeah, you're more open to it than I am, is what I because <laughs> like they yeah. stuff and I'm if just the like, opportunity eh. comes, <laughs> yeah, it'd be easier to say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a better way to say. It. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's about that. I mean, it, it the thing after this is I, I try to get like what I learned from it, and I'm very glad that I found an agency in New York where I can speak with, talk with. And I hope agencies in Colombia try to change because there is a lot of girls that are like sort of exporting their talents to other countries. Yeah. But their mother agencies are stuck here in this country. So they mm. need to be very 
uh, aware of what is happening and how the jobs are going. Otherwise, they are just pushing themselves into extension because mm -hmm. people will say, well, I get the 100% of this job not needing you. What you're offering me, it's a lot of stress and drama. Well, I prefer doing it by myself. Mm -hmm. And that could happen too. I'm just telling you, all the girls and boys that are listening to it, and if you are also here in Colombia, and try to read the contracts and ask as much, as much questions that you want before signing it. And you can also say no anytime you don't want to do a job. Just think for them, you are just another person. For you, mm -hmm. you are you, the only one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, do we want to move into obsessions? Sure. Okay. Switch gears, talk okay. about what we're doing right now under quarantine, what's yeah. interesting. And... Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So my obsession right now is going to be TikTok. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm loving TikTok. I'm loving everything from it. Like being silly, it's one of the things I adore about doing. Yeah. And TikTok let me let me be silly. So I love it. I'm obsessed uh -huh. with it. And mm -hmm. with cleaning. Cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Reorganizing my apartment has been such a great thing to do to reconnect it because I was traveling a lot. I was not able, like, you know, mm -hmm. to enjoy the place that I live, which is mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very blessed to be here. So reorganizing is like my way of showing love to my place. Yeah. It feels good to remind yourself of what you have too. Yeah. Like you refine something you forgot you bought or, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I dress up and I'm just going to my living room and I don't care. It just feels so <laughs> nice for me to get dressed yeah. up and sit in my couch. That's, like. that's the fun part of social media right now is if you're doing the home shoots or TikToks, like it gives you a reason to maybe like put on a little makeup or put on a cute yeah. outfit. And so, yeah. Yeah. And that helps you like seeing to yourself and say, I'm not got a mess. I'm fine. I'm not yeah. sick. Mm -hmm. I still got it. <laughs> nice. I still get it. Yeah. <sighs> My what obsession. about you girls? <laughs> down. I have been, um, I've always had an obsession with like skincare. I absolutely love it. But <gasps> lately oh. having a lot more time. I've really been like working on my routine and researching ingredients and it's just been really nice to like invest in that part of myself because I really love skincare. Have you seen yoga face? It's amazing. I like have. all these massages are like the best thing to do. I know. The one where you like pinch around your mouth. Have yeah. you seen what? That's like my favorite <laughs> one. It's like oh. Or in your cheekbones. Have you seen how defined yeah. it? It's like amazing. I know. I I love skincare too. I'm a total. I will friend. have to look at this now. Yes, I'm... you have to. <laughs> it's so good. You will good. love it. You will love it. And it's yeah. like feeling it because they said you have muscles in your face, so you need to work them up. It's yeah, the same. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like facial gym. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had a, I had a massage at, uh, or I had a facial in March when I was in New York at this amazing salon called Silver Mirror, mm -hmm. and they they did this. Um, this thing on my face where it um, did muscle stimulation and mm -hmm. oh my gosh, my face was like de-puffed, tighter. I like, it was like more relaxed, but like mm -hmm. it was the coolest thing I had ever seen in skincare. And so, yeah, now I'm all about like, how do I activate the muscles? And No, you know what? Washa is the best 
tool right now for doing like uh, rose quartz wash oh yeah the, oh, they work the amazing i've seen that amazing yeah the rose quartz what Washa. they're like Washa. little shaper tools that you put on like run on your face to help like oh, yeah, shape. yeah 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 mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of people use them that i and i need to probably get one um mine is because i had like a teeny bit of extra money from getting taxes back i ended up buying a set a lingerie set that i wore for a designer for unmentionables here called tova liz lingerie and it's wow. so cute if people have extra money, please support your local economies. It's a rough time right now, especially our designers who a lot of them here I know are making masks for our mm -hmm. healthcare workers, mm -hmm. which Nicole's also making masks, which is amazing. Um, yeah. So just support your local communities if, if you can. Totally. I think now is a time where we all understand if you totally can't, mm -hmm. but if you have the ability to even just like an extra little tip if you're getting food from a from a place to go is like really helpful right now yeah so. thinking locally it's going to be the clue for getting out of this whole situation mm -hmm. in many different scales thinking local has been always the way that after wars or other pandemics history has shown us that it's the way to come out together and reestablish our community yeah. yes it's a it's a collective effort. Yes, totally. That's the way to put it. A collective effort. We got this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for yeah with us, Maria. It's been awesome. Thank you, girls. Like I enjoyed it a lot. It was such a challenge to do a podcast in English. <laughs> oh my gosh, you did great. Yeah, I did so good. <laughs> I had forgotten that you that you had mentioned English is your second language. No, it was yeah. great. Mm -hmm. Yay. Um, and thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you for listening. You can find all of uh, Maria's information will be in the show description. So make sure to go follow her. She has a great social media. So if you're looking for inspiration on like what to do right now or. Yeah, yeah. she's got a great Instagram. Check it out. Thank you. And you know, I'm all open on my DM. If you have any questions, I'm so glad and thankful and honored from you to having me here and talk to another great models about all industry and <laughs> things that have to change globally and i'm so glad and honored thank you so much yeah of course of course well okay. we hope you have a good rest of your day and that you stay busy and sane and hopefully we'll talk to you soon yes yeah, <laughs> take care bye. you too bye bye